Hi, this is Bill Prater, and welcome to the Business Builder Show, where our mission is to bring you champions in their respective industries from all over the planet. That's to provide you with timely, provocative, and actionable resources that will inspire, promote, and accelerate your quest for business excellence. Today, we're going to find out about building your business as the industry leader, and Vinny Fisher's going to teach us how to do that. He's a remarkable individual whose life has been devoted to helping others through law, personal advice, and education. He's the founder and chairman of the Fully Accountable Companies, and he's an experienced lawyer specializing in growth strategy and leadership development. He's been instrumental in launching a, a, the career of countless ambitious individuals. In addition to that, uh, he's uh, an accomplished husband for 28 years and counting. He and his wife, Debbie, have four wonderful children, Sophia, Vinny, Jacob, and Elizabeth, who have undoubtedly benefited from their joint and their father's compassionate guidance. Do the same for us, Vinny, my man. So who do you serve besides that beautiful family of yours? Bill, thank you for that very kind introduction, and thank you for having me on the show today. I think the best way to describe myself first and foremost is somewhere along the way, I, I figured out that Simon Sinek, like, why, right? And he challenges all of us, and he's not the only one, but I like his stuff, and John Maxwell kind of does the same thing. What's your legacy? And early on, I'd say early on, I was in my early to mid-40s, so let's say almost 10 years ago, I realized that one of the things I do really well is find and develop and cultivate leaders. And so what that's translated really well for me, Bill, is my organizations experience exponential growth because I believe that the bedrock of a good company, if you want to see a good company, look to its leadership team. And so I've had the privilege over the last few years here now, almost 10, of doing that exact same thinking inside of Fully Accountable. As a matter of fact, just recently, I have stepped down as the CEO of my own company. I'm the majority shareholder. I stepped down because I have a dynamic leader, my COO then. The only chance that this amazing leader had of moving up was for me to move out of the way. So I resigned as our CEO and promoted our CEO to the CEO position. And so for the first time in 16 years, I don't hold that title actively in our organization. And I'm modeling first what I think is critical in exponential growth in companies and its leadership development. And so Fully Accountable is world-class at providing outsourced accounting and finance, fractional CFO and accounting work to mid-stage companies doing a north of a million dollars in revenue. And we live in the e-commerce, tech, everything digital world. And so we've had a blast and continue to helping hundreds of companies. But my everyday thing that I do is work on leadership teams. So I've been an investor, built other businesses, and I have currently three leadership teams that I get the privilege to pour over on a daily basis. I'm looking forward to hearing your story as you built your business and finally decided to, if you will, promote yourself to chairman. That's going to be a good story. So these, I know a little bit, but not all our listeners really understand the idea of fractional CFOs and so forth. So you've no doubt identified problems of these mid-market companies that having a CFO power, if you will, 
yep. fractionally is going to solve some problems. So what are the problems that these companies have, uh, Vinny, that, that your organization is able to solve? Yeah, first and foremost, I am not, in all the success I've had in business, I, I don't speak the language of finance. And someone will say, hold a second, you the, you own this big eight-figure enterprise and you don't speak the language of finance? No, I went out to solve this problem in one of our product companies doing mid eight figures in revenue. And I did, I was completely invisible to my daily bottom line. The numbers uh, were not trustworthy. So I went out and wanted to buy it. And I discovered that the accounting space is old. It's tired. It had very historical relationship to the client. And so I went out like everyone does, hired a really good CFO and expected in this case, him to do everything. I discovered there are actually four jobs in an accounting department and most midsize or even smaller midsize companies can't afford all four of those positions. Larger companies can, and the light bulb went on. What if we could offer those four positions in a fractional model as a team where we can provide that entire resource for an office, for my back office, so that we don't actually have to just be one of those tragedies that doesn't have enough resources to have the right team. And that started for us, started doing it, started investing in technology. And I'm excited to uh, announce that we've really helped change the industry, the way we think about fractionalization. And so we offer or all four of those positions and pieces and parts of those to build and supplement a company's back office. And so this way they get a world-class CFO without a full-time salary. Excellent. So maybe uh, uh, you could give us a, a, a case study of how you encounter a, a prospective client, how they find you, if you will, how you Yeah, so we're really good at inbound marketing okay. where we were built by me, a marketer, right? So I'm really good at driving leads, SEO, PPC, social media and email. So I've in my career, I was always on the sales and marketing side of the company of growth minded leaders. So we drive a lot of our own leads, unlike service companies who rely on referrals. We drive a lot of leads through keywords and being in the right places and speaking in the right environments. Any business that's already got traction and has an offer that's working and they're selling their product or their service, all of them need to mature their back office. So they're looking for us because they're needing to actually, you fix those things secondarily. You don't have the money to fix them up front. You got to get your offer working. You got to get your products moving. You only go fix the back office once you have that problem. And people come to us with that problem every day, every moment of every day. So your space has a tons of com competition in it. And so could you explain to our listeners, Vinny, how your organization, if you will, puts the competition back in the back in the rear mirror, so to speak. Yeah, it's a it's a it's an industry thing. In most of our competitions, mom and pop organizations that want, that really do individual work and then don't dabble in back office solutions. And then the other side of our competition are big, large firms that don't do really cost or accounting as a function. They do audit and cleanup. So in our world, believe it or not, in the middle of those two, it's actually quite small. There are about eight to 10 companies in America that are at our level doing what we do. And then if you look at each of them, you'll see that where some of us who are shining, we're very industry specific. 
We don't try to serve every industry. So we speak digital, e-commerce, consumer packaged good, and tech software. That's our world. So if you're a law firm, don't give us a call because we're not going to be your fit. If you're an engineering firm, we're not your gals because we don't speak that language. And so our secret weapon and why we're the leader in the digital world is that's the language we speak. Very, very good. Now, you've had this business for a while, but I know it's changed and you already gave us a little hint of, of, of the new CEO. Maybe would you go through how you built your business, what the key milestones were, Vinny? Yeah, so service companies, unlike my product companies that I've had, the, I've had two software, one product and a service company, and I've had the privilege to scale to eight figures. And that's an amazing privilege. Most people, if they get one, they're uh, very fortunate. I've, I'm now on number four, and that that's not lost on my perspective. I, I have outkicked any real theoretical coverage I ever thought that I would uh, even maybe uh, aspire to in business, let alone accomplish. So I'm very thankful of that. And I'm not done. That doesn't sound like a done story. It just sounds like a, a real acknowledgement. And I think as you look at growing a service company, if that's your category, your milestones are different than your product company. And so get each company has to get to their first milestone. And it's growing something uh, that really is starts to grow beyond your shadow. And for a service company, this particular kind of service company, I couldn't do what most service companies do, Bill. And that is, I won't trap myself as a technician because I'm not an accounting technician. But most service companies' milestone is to get past you is trapped in the technician's role so you can grow beyond your shadow. Um, where I would be, the shadow problem in most of my organizations historically would be I would drive the sales and marketing and most of the how we drive the leads. And whenever I would back away in the early days from that, because that was my intuition and, and my kind of I could do that with gut instinct, we would have a really hard time backfilling those parts of our business. So the first milestone is to really start to have a business that's bigger than you as just having a high paying job. Whatever that milestone number is, usually for service companies, you're a little bit north of a half million in revenue. For product and consumer package good companies, you're starting to trend above a million dollars in revenue. Those are the first real things you got to get to is take your proven offer, which is really the first thing, Bill, and get a, a tribe of customers. So that's milestone one. And then from there, it's all actually building an organization, which is the part that I love to do the first part of, but don't love to do the second part of. I'm a zero to one, highly creative, invent things. Once it turns into maintenance node, I realized I better have some amazing people around me who love that function of business. Have you uh, bootstrapped these businesses of yours? Have you raised capital from others? Have you brought in partners? Talk about that side of the business. Yeah, I've never raised any money, okay. bootstrapped everything. We did have someone who wanted to buy in a little bit to the business, but we really didn't raise it. They wanted in. We exited them very quickly, realized that was a mistake for us, um, but really didn't set out to raise any capital. I do have two business partners. Uh, in almost all of my enterprises, I've been the majority shareholder, um, not because of I am a control freak, but that's probably true. And keep that a secret, Bill. I'm probably a control freak. My kids know that best, but I and probably my wife. But I, I have partners. Uh, I love it. I believe you need core roles in every company. You need a manager, a technician, and a visionary strategist. 
almost always in everything that I'm involved in, the visionary strategist, it's my wheelhouse. It's what I do and do quite well, but I'm not a manager. And so I'm always looking for a manager. And if I can have a partner manager, even better. And then a technician, I don't always need a technician partner, but in this particular instance, our first CFO was my business partner. So he is uh, also a partner. There's three of us in the business. Think back at some of the, if you will, missteps or mistakes that you've made and what lessons you learned from those mistakes. Yeah, because I'm a control freak, I and because I really am a doer and not a, I, even though I can dream a little, I get most of my production and ambition from doing. And so because of that, I'm a quick doer. I'm a fast doer. I implement quickly. And as a result of that, I would say yes to most everything that needs to be done. And the problem was I get also a little bit bored once it's working. And so I, my mistake was I one of three things, either do too many things at the same time or keep something too long in the organization. And so through time, I've had to really find temperature for both. I have to, I had to learn the process of how no is healthy. And I also had to learn how to uh, trust something being done at about a 70% version of what I could do it. That's a very interesting one, that last one there. My son has a business that's doing quite well, and he has that issue. I think he's starting to get over it. I like that 70% uh, little milestone. I'll tell you, your guests can have this. Uh, I'm an author and I have gifts and resources. I believe we should help everybody. And so uh, at fullyaccountable.com forward slash gift is gifts for your audience would be the books I've written. And one of them is called The CEO's Mindset. And in there, I talk about this exact issue. And I really highly recommend the people chapter. I don't know if every book other than for me, the Bible is perfect. That's like the book for me, but not I'm not here to say that your book, but but every other book to me has a principle. And that's the principle in there that I want to give to your audience as a gift and take advantage of it. There's the only hook is you got to put your email in there in order to get it. So I guess I can get your email. You, you did tell us that you were a lead generator. So that's right. That's right. So there, there you go, you're going to get on my mailing list. Oh, there you go. You yep, got to right. go there. So what's holding you back right now, do you think? I stepped down as a CEO to address exactly what's holding me back. One, the joy of of taking this this organization fully accountable to its really destined next run. I believe that our now CEO, which was our CE, COO, Rachel, was best positioned to take us there. So with great humility, I made the decision to step away from that role for that reason. And secondly, I get most of my passion from investing in leadership teams. So I'm going to, here along the way, develop more resources to, to actually see if I can impact more leadership expertise and training more of that in the marketplace. So how, you already gave us a little hint of yep. how, but how can our listeners get a hold of you, Vinny? Yeah, I'm available at vinnyfisher.com. All my stuff at Fully Accountable, they could just go right there. I'm very accessible. You can uh, take advantage of our gifts. If you can't find Vinny Fisher, you're not looking. Yeah, definitely. Really excellent to get vinnyfisher.com. That's nice. That's nice. Here we are with the, my final question. And that is, Vinny, 
what question should I have asked you that I didn't think of? And then what's the answer to that question that I couldn't come up with? Yeah, lots of people come up to me and they like, they want to do what I do. And I say, do you want to do what I did to get here? And I'd say, the question is, what did you do to get here? And I think the answer is, there's so many smart people I'm around. I'm actually great communicator. I really cover up for a much lower level of intelligence, honestly. Perseverance, I'm just enough resilient where a little bit of stubborn. I think in order to be a starter of things, you have to have a little bit of like willing to ignore and not take all advice. And because of that, I learned early that I most of the time don't give up. Sometimes that comes back to bite me in the sense that I hold on to something too long as I admitted earlier in the show. But I think when people think that they want a guy that's had multiple successes, couple exits, have been able to expand influence. Most of them don't want to put the work in to get there. That is absolutely true. So thanks, Vinny, very much for talking to us today. Appreciate it very much. Now, a message for everybody. In closing, let's focus on the single fact that our businesses do not become extraordinary in a single moment. So mm-hmm. they get there as the result of the owner first learning, then applying a proven combination of having a visionary strategy, of having a system of management to execute that strategy, and number three, building high-performance teams. Now, you can get your hands on the, all of that wisdom for free. Just go to Business Mastery Pro and take advantage of it. So thanks for listening. Vinny, thank you very much for spending your time with us today. Bill, thanks for having me.